Hi everyone and welcome to episode 77 of SAMA. SAMA is a program where we invite an expert to talk about their area of expertise. This week we are very fortunate to have Dan Winter with us. and He's going to talk to us about very cool stuff. Three things we're going to try and get time to cover. DNA mysteries, pregnancy medicine and fractal field physics. Dan Winter graduated with honours from the University of Detroit. He pursued graduate studies in psychophysiology and the origin of languages. Through the years, Dan has lectured on the evolution of consciousness, sacred geometry and coherent emotion at many national and international conferences. So we're very, very excited to have Dan Winter with us. He's a true expert in many fields. If you visit his website, by the way, fractalfield.com, you get an idea of just how many pies Dan has his finger on. So welcome to our show, Dan. I can't begin to say how excited I am to have you here. Well, thank you, John. I, I also really enjoy your accent as well, so all fun. <laughs> uh, I, thought I, didn't ha- I thought I didn't have an accent, Dan. I thought it was actually when I talked on the show <laughs> as an accent. Uh-huh. I thought it was a little bit of New Zealand in there. I, you know, I've hung out in New Zealand many times. So. Well, it surprised me how you sort of picked up that it wasn't an Australian accent because most people insult me by saying that I'm Australian. Well, when I say insulting, there's a, there's a turn and fro between the two countries. Any countries, when they're close to each other, they, they tend to do this sort of thing. But it's all friendly. I do, yeah. know, and, and, and straight talking about straight, you know, a lot of respect and friends from Australia, but... Um, you know, I carry, carry that joke forwards. So I'm very, very excited to have you with me or with us. Now, we're live streaming with Facebook. Um, I believe that Facebook has passed the 14,000 um, member mark. So well done, Facebook. <laughs> That's the speaking to right for life. Okay. Now, Dan, I believe the first thing that we're going to talk about is frequency medicine. We could. That's that's a reasonable place to start. Um, we know that, uh, and we've discussed this many times, that uh, when Tesla hosted so many people in his laboratory with very large blue sparks, um, it became rather famous, almost cliche in his day, that lots of people experience healing in the giant blue sparks in Tesla's lab. Yes. And that is, the, that is the story, sort of fairy tale origin then of people who followed him and tried to figure out why, especially including Lukowski and um, later Antoine Priori, uh, where uh, we began to learn more exactly why it was that blue sparks are so healing. <laughs> and, and one of the things we've learned is that electronegativity is key. Uh, most conventional physicists would agree that an electron is a very small black hole of sorts. <laughs> and many are talking about the proton in that way as well, including the scene. However, to understand what a small black hole is would imply understanding what centripetal force or implosion or even what gravity is. But once you do understand what makes that centripetal force self-organizing, negentropic, and healing, then you have many keys. And that's kind of where we're going with this. I have some visuals if we're ready for that. Yes. Um, so basically, I'm going to be discussing a technology which we feel is a kind of a next step past Lukowski and Priory. Antoine Priory, as some of you may well know, was well researched by uh, Tom Bearden, who's one of my teachers, uh, and others who are researching longitudinal and scalar. And Antoine Priory famously healed thousands of people documented by the French government of cancer and many diseases. And his, his plasma tech also dramatically increased growth in plants uh, consistently and hugely. 
as does our technology. So Priory was uh, using frequencies that uh, apparently were kind of handed down in the conversations that started with Tesla and then Raymond Royal Rife and then Lakowski and then Priory. And so we were studying what that is, what that means, and how that works. And we believe we've discovered the pure principle, and that's where hopefully these slides might... Uh... Right. So we call it uh, origin of uh, biologic nig entropy. And uh, I don't know if these little animations are going to play for us, but you see that geometry, it's a certain wave shape, it looks like a flame. And we say it, it's perfected charge collapse or implosion. And that's what we talk about at fractalfield.com fractalfield.com, and we believe it is, in fact, the origin of the only possible three-dimensional fractal field. So um, this, this talk is related to one we gave in France recently, where we were talking about the electrical engineering of pain, and uh, as a way to think about what is healing electrically. And what we believe about pain is that um, Restored compression is the opposite of pain, and most any doctor would agree. But then if you think about what could be, why is it that restored electrical compression uh, reduces pain so dramatically? And in fact, uh, anecdotal, and we make no medical claims, but the anecdotal evidence is overwhelming that the Therify.net plasma field, one of the first thing it does is dramatically reduces pain to the point that, you know, a kid recently, we have a film in California, pinched her fingers, was screaming. And literally within 30 to 60 seconds, the kid was like happy. And we've had, you know, dozens of reports like that. So we think we understand something about pain being the restored compression. So our metaphor here specifically is that pain is the body bleeding charge due to broken fractality. I repeat, pain is the body bleeding charge due to broken fractality. You know, we had known, as I mentioned here, uh, Bill Tiller famously showed in his book, Conscious Acts of Creation, that focused human attention causes electric fields to compress. Uh, no physicist could deny the numerous dozens of measurements Bill Tiller, the famous physicist, made proving that focused attention causes electric fields to compress. And for the first time now, I believe, we believe, we understand how and why that works. In addition to knowing Bill Tiller, I happened to be fortunate to work with uh, Robert O'Becker, who in his lab in Syracuse uh, showed that he could cause tadpoles with cut off tails to regenerate those tails long after in their growth cycle, it would have normally been impossible. And the way he did that was something called current of injury, which namely is to, to create a bias DC voltage and the polarity critical to make a centripetal field which would cause those tadpoles to regenerate their tails. That's called the body electric, and it's the beginning of understanding the electrical nature of life. Also, we've worked with the famous physicist, uh, Professor Elizabeth Rauscher for many years. She's an old friend, and <clears throat> she did uh, FDA studies uh, where she measured the magnetic harmonics from a healthy elbow, we think, and the magnetic frequencies are shown in this graph, which it emitted from a, a happy elbow, actually. And then she powerfully created those low-frequency magnetic harmonics and proved in extensive FDA trials that that magnetic frequency recipe seen here dramatically caused pain reduction in FDA trials. Subsequently, then I did my analysis on what harmonics she was using and I have written an equation called the origin of biologic negentropy, which is simply golden ratio 
integer exponents of Planck, length and time, the musical key signature of the universe, Planck. And if you take whole number golden ratio powers of Planck, you get a cascade, which I call the origin of biologic negentropy, the only possible fractal field. And I'll show you more about that, actually. And so that equation predict these harmonics right here, which turn out to show up in her cascade. So when I showed Elizabeth Rauscher that, she admitted that I had therefore discovered phase conjugate magnetics. And by phase conjugation, we mean the adding and multiplying recursively, called conjugation of harmonics, which is defined by what golden ratio is. Okay, notice that 80 is not very much of a peak. It, it could be. That's right, that's right. Although later now, when we get to Antoine, Twi and Antoine Priori in the origins of Therify, you'll, you'll see that, uh, that's right. The, the 80 harmonic, in fact, we think that her sp power spectra here was, was uh, not very sharp or resolved. Okay. And you'll see, some, actually, uh, it's very appropriate So while you mention that. So here, um, this is the slide uh, of the origins of Therify.net. Okay. And so famously, um, Antoine Priori, having studied Lukowski, Lukowski knew that golden ratio was key, and he used it frequently. Um, and Lukowski harmonics em emulate this without being bipolar or phase conjugate, but he knew golden ratio was right. And so uh, Priori started there, and the frequencies he used are right here. I don't know if you can see that. 3, 10, 32, and 80. Good gracious. So those are famous. Those, those are famously the frequencies that Priori used. And of course, Priori spent many millions of dollars after he healed thousands of cancers, and the French government, who was supporting, gave up because no one understood how it worked until me, actually. And from my equation, uh, my equation predicts the frequencies above here, 2.78 hertz, you see, 4.5, 5.7. Actually, we have many graphs of what that wave shape looks like. Um, here's one graph of what that wave shape looks like. But this is the lower frequencies in that wave shape. Let me find a different graph. Um, yeah, here. Here are the higher frequencies in that wave shape. Um, uh, 2.75, 4.5, 7.29, 11 .8. So um, the, the equation simply golden ratio powers times Planck produces a very particular wave shape. And it predicts these frequencies here and when I saw, it was the day that I saw that Priori's 3, 10, 32, and 80 were yes. almost bang on my equation. It is, isn't it? That, wow. It, that's the day that we decided to build what is now Therify.net, which is successful in 20 countries already, doing regeneration, rejuvenation, and pain reduction. Again, anecdotal results only. We make no medical claims. But the results are overwhelming and growing fast. Um, so I, I just want to show you another graph now. You see, you see that this little red circle at the center represents what you would call yin and yang, so for the Tao, but it's actually the, the length of Planck. And we believe it's at that threshold that the wave implosive collapse is converted from transverse to longitudinal, what some people call okay. scalar. Okay. And that we agree with Tom Bearden is the healing mechanism. But the new information here is that phase conjugation by golden ratio to Planck is precisely the way to convert that longitudinal to, I mean, sorry, that transverse to longitudinal. And while we're looking at the fun graphs, I just want to show you one other little pretty graph here. So this is the biggest study ever done in medicine, we believe, of what frequencies are best to heal cancer. Yes. 
And I hope, uh, I hope everyone's keeping not making notes here because this is well. All of this is at therify.net where you click on how it works. Okay. Um, so basically, uh, this, this study and the links are there at therify.net in the blog as well. Um, there were about the, the maximum number of studies and six of them, major separate medical studies that showed the frequency most healing of cancer was 50 hertz, actually. <laughs> the British, the Europeans should be proud and the Americans was their 60. <laughs> a shame, actually. Uh, but so, and you see what my equation predicts, 49.968 hertz, et cetera, et cetera. So they 20 hertz and uh, 7.5 hertz and one hertz and point. 0.5 hertz were shown to be healing cancer and also by the way 341.2 in my equation shows for 342 so again multiple studies have shown uh my equation is the correct one uh but my equation is the first one to show the principle of how it works which is precise phase conjugation to Planck okay. so if we look at what my equation then simply golden ratio integer exponents of Planck length and time predicts three exact radii of hydrogen, predicts the exact wavelength of the sine diphosphate ADP 1.93 atoms, the most important molecule in the body. It produces ex predicts exactly the very two only colors, frequencies of light, which make photosynthesis happen. If you graph photosynthesis, it's two narrow peaks only. Green prevents it, by the way. And the two peaks that make photosynthesis happen, which we now know is phase conjugate negentropic charge collapse, as is any path out of chaos. It also predicts the British foot, predicts the Schumann harmonics, the brainwave harmonics for bliss, bliss, predicts the most important frequency in the blood, 0.1 hertz, the Mayer wave, which is the most important frequency, 0.1 hertz, the LF component of the heart rate variability, predicts the Venus year, Earth year, galactic year, processional year, all almost exactly, which is called negentropic charge collapse. So that's the introduction, and this is on the cover of my book. You can see at fractalfield.com, entitled <laughs> Origin of Biologic Negentropy. So that, that's an intro. We have lots more pictures, but maybe you have questions at this point. I think um, never before has such a large amount of information has been given in a seminar in such a short period of time. Now, I'll, um, I'll go out of uh, full screen and see if there's any messages that have come through. Now, just a reminder to our Facebook viewers, any questions that you have, just type them underneath the video, and I'll forward them to, um, to Dan for, um, so he can, he can answer them. That's amazing what you're saying. It's, it's, it's really those two numbers. I noticed, I recognize some of those numbers too. I'm trying to find my Zoom screen again. I recognize some of those frequencies that were very close to Royal Rye frequencies. The 11.7, yes. I think it was, megahertz. That's, that's yes. a Rye frequency, which has been um, basically disregarded nowadays. Everyone is thinking now it's 3.2 you know, megahertz of that region. Actually, yes, 3.2 megahertz is predicted by my equation. We have the spreadsheet. Uh, but maybe just a, a few more examples uh, since we didn't finish that section. This, this is the slide about what is phase conjugate magnetics, basically implosive magnetics. Yes. And um, this, this is showing that here are the frequencies from my equation. Here is the heart rate variability harmonics. And here are the sacrocranial harmonics. And here are the brainwave harmonics, all predicted by my equation, actually. And that's the basis of our five different biofeedback apps. Um, now, I just, to, to kind of finish the thought in this segment, here's, uh, here's the showing the harmonics from my equation and the brainwave harmonics that produce perception and bliss. And that's the basis of our brainwave biofeedback technology called flameinmind.com. And here's five 
golden ratio brainwave harmonics, a moment of my bliss when I discovered it was working. <laughs> this is the <laughs> morning bliss experience. Yeah. This is uh, the graph in three dimensions of what that wave shape looks like. Okay, just, just hold it there. Just, just, just absorbing it in. Yep, okay. So what's happening here is the, uh, the reason gravity, perception, life force, and all centripetal and negative for entropic forces exist is right here in this graph. When the, this is a top-down view of DNA in every living protein, and I then proved hydrogen. Um, the golden ratio spirals enable the recursive constructive adding and multiplying, not just of wavelength, but of phase velocity. And so now, unlike Einstein, NASA, and Stephen Hawking, you know why objects fall to the ground. Because the this form of this geometry of compression, which I newly proved is how hydrogen is built, um, permits the adding and multiplying of the phase velocities as the charge moves towards the symmetry center. And that adding and multiplying of phase velocities recursively constructively only allowed by golden ratio, called a fractal field, is the infinite non-destructive compression, which was Einstein's name for gravity, and produces acceleration of charge towards center, which is the only definition of gravity. So it's important to know why objects fall to the ground if you'd like to know why life exists, why perception exists, and why healing exists. So if you ask scientists about them, about this, I suggest you look for scientists who know why objects fall to the ground if you'd like to discuss this further. <laughs> Uh, th this is um, a picture of the Therify system, yes. which is successful in 20 countries. And you see we have a, a noble gas. So the physics principle here is we take, we take this low frequency cascade. Let's see if this little animation. The low, ca low frequency cascade drives a plasma tube. Oh, it's and just you see about that to say that. I've seen that in rock before. That's what I was going to yeah. say. And then lo and behold, you have it, the Egyptian. Um, yes. So this, so the, so the Egyptians were not making a light bulb. They were using a high voltage to create a plasma field they called, I will raise a Shem unto the Lord, which is discussed all over the Shem Sumerian, which later became the name of altar in the church. Actually, what Shem means, uh, Zachariah Sitchin was close when he said Highwood Firestone, altar in the church. It actually means implosive capacitance, which defines a rejuvenation field, which we know very well from the Sumerians that this was they were building, an age-reversing re device, which was the biggest subject in all of Sumerian, actually. And so the geometry of how that's done, called phase conjugation, looks like this. And the subtext here is, we apologize if the medical association did not know what their logo was for. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the wrong way around, so yeah. Well, so that's, that's sort of what hermetic phase conjugation is about. And, okay. and just, just the, the, the slide here to show what I was saying about how phase conjugation is the only way to make longitudinal waves. So at the transverse electromagnetic end of the perfected golden ratio vortex down a cone, the inertia of that wave called transverse electromagnetics goes up and down, as you can see. Whereas... If that inertia does what's called optimized translation of vorticity, which is the name of the golden spiral in hydrodynamic physics, the translation of vorticity goes down that perfected cone. Notice that side view looks like a caduceus. And out the other side, it comes out as a longitudinal or compressional wave, sometimes incorrectly called scalar or torsional. And only that 
compressional longitudinal wave actually can create the symmetry of opposing views of compression, which in physics is called four-wave mixing. The lasers have to approach exactly in opposing directions, or you don't phase conjugate. And phase conjugate optics was the first place physics ever measured neg entropy and time reversal. So that compressional wave has to symmetricalize from symmetric opposing directions to create implosive compression on the center, either to heal a nucleus or on the atom. And in fact, it is why the original atomic devices on Earth were called the implosion. So this is called the L or optimized translation of vorticity. And actually, getting your attention onto that longitudinal wave is the ability to lucid dream and take memory through death and enter collective unconscious ancestral memory and the Akashic records. So that's why death is actually measurably an electric black hole, as Ray Moody has proven. We now know why, because to get your memory through death, your charge inertia has to do that, what the Egyptians called the ba from the ka, which is how the seed emerges from the husk. And it is that coherent attention on longitudinal that actually enables you to propagate, because longitudinal waves in physics are the only ones that move faster than light and enable action at a distance. And it's also because Einstein didn't understand that. Not only is that the reason gravity exists, but is the reason for all action at a distance because, which Einstein called spooky incorrectly, because when longitudinal waves like that magnetically cross at a distance, they can resynthesize with that correct, again, a phase conjugate four-wave mix, mix crossing. They can resynthesize a transverse component, which will then contain heat at a distance which Einstein called spooky, but it's actually the physics of how Ingo Swann so famously heated that thermistor with his mind in the laboratory repeatedly through a Faraday cage, which is the origin of flameandmind.com because we know the brain waves to make that teachable. So the flame in mind is actually the action at a distance enabled by recrossing longitudinal waves. And if you do that massively on a global scale, that's why Bruce Cathy there in New Zealand proved that those crosses controlled nuclear critical mass. And that's how you design burial grounds and places for successful birth and death, is to know that. Did you have any questions at this point? Oh, I've got a thousand questions <laughs> of the creation of these longitudinal waves. What you're doing is applying two plasma fields and they're coinciding. This is when you're getting the, um, the equal and opposite fields. Am I right? That's so right. That, that, that's right. That, so that in, in, um, in laser optics, they, they, the, the pine cones, the two of opposing lasers, I'm looking, I have a slide of that somewhere. They have to meet exactly uh, in what's called four-wave mixing in a cube. And this is, for example, the physics of why Agni Hotra works. You can create uh, fertility in the desert. You can heal all kinds of stuff with Agni Hotra, which is plasma. And it only works at sunrise and sunset because those are the conjugate angles. And that's called four-wave mixing in physics. And so we call it pine cones kissing noses, but that's why those vortex have to nest so accurately. The pine cones have to kiss noses accurately. Okay. Maybe I can use my other slideshow. The database which you're showing us before, is that available for downloading? Yes. Um, this particular PowerPoint is um, the PowerPoint used for uh, solutions to pain presentation, which is at the therify.net blog. And so you see the whole PowerPoint there. Yes. Gosh, so much information. Well, it, it's all about getting the pine cones to kiss noses accurate. And that's what makes centripetal forces. And that's what actually enables 
basically all of the mystery of spiritual phenomena, actually. So once you understand phase conjugation, and you see why this is, uh, in fact, I'll just turn off the share. For now what you showed, this, this, this while, oh, the cone that you saw, that looked like a horizontal version of Prory's machine. He had vertical. Well, it's true. But unfortunately, as far as we can determine, Priori did not know what phase conjugation was, did not know how to perfect it, and did not know that you have to have at least two opposing tubes to do that, and did not know the corrected frequency signature. So not knowing all that is how he managed to waste a lot of money. Well, I mean, he was on a good track, but also what you can do in electronics today versus what he could do, you know. Mm, so gosh. he had a lot of this. But your machines don't have cones at the ends. Your machines are basically conical flasks, you know, with a flat glass face. Well, the, the suggestion is, in fact, as you tune it, let me see if I have that picture here, that as you tune it, that the, the cone-shaped side of that glass um, projects a conical-shaped field, which then will, um, the two opposing cones will meet accurately. Let's see. So, uh, the treatment, um, the area which is effective is quite small. It's, you know, it, it, it's true that alignment does matter. Yes. And uh, I'll just share that picture again. Sorry. Here we go. So there's the two opposing cones. And um, we align them quite carefully. And um, if you're doing it with lasers, uh, you have to have angstrom level alignment. If you're doing with low frequency magnetics, right. you get a bigger you get a bigger sweet spot. And we're you see the point here is that the noble gas here is being ignited at about half a million volts yes. uh, at a sub megahertz frequency, which is accurately in phase with the low frequency harmonic cascade, which is accurately in phase with the optical phase conjugation. So the noble gas is optically phase conjugating. The megahertz is is all in phase phase conjugate and then you have that whole low frequency cascade directly from my equation so it's very broad spectral phase conjugation and our okay. strong hypothesis is that the more broad spectral the conjugation the more uh, powerful and entropy the self-organization as evidenced by the fact that the dozens of Lukowski professional healers who have tried therify all say the same thing therify is like Lukowski but ever so much faster and more powerful and we believe we know exactly why, because we have made the, spect the phase conjugation much more broad spectral by accurately turning and tuning an optical component, which of course the other technologies did not have. So talking about the light frequency, the frequency of the switching, the, the low frequency and the voltage itself, the potential, the E field, because of course the, um, the Lukowski machine is basically uh, an E field machine. It's only electrical field with virtually- That's right, there is no plasma. No plasma okay, and, and no, no, no and also no magnetic really because the, the, there's no flow, which is true. Whereas the coil, which you don't see here, that's, or maybe it is in this picture. Oh. One more. Let me just. So this yeah, here's the coil. So th this coil here is uh, being fed a half a million volts, and it's emitting an extremely powerful low frequency magnetic free field, which is a, a big part of the healing process. And the harmonics of that mag magnetic field are exactly the frequency, low frequencies from my equation, which Elizabeth Rausch was very close to in her FDA trials. So actually, we have a very powerful magnetic component as well as the plasma and optical component as well. That's so, that's so exciting what, you, what you've discovered. Well, we're trying to, we have new physics team partners 
who are publishing. We published called The Mathematics of Fusion, which proved we had the Navier-Stokes equation to prove that golden ratio was the solution to constructive wave interference in general. And therefore, mathematic equation proof that golden ratio is the solution to compression in general. And the solution to compression in general, which is the essence, the highest definition of fractality, the solution to fractal compression is the solution to every problem that physics and philosophy has ever known just about, including, for example, alchemy, fusion, uh, self-organization, urban design, history computers, every problem, the solution is to understand non-destructive compression. And non-destructive compression was Einstein's name for the solution of the unified field. Of course, no, ever, no one ever told him what a fractal was. And so once we prove that golden ratio is the solution to constructive wave interference, that is in itself proof that golden ratio is the cause of gravity. <laughs> we're just going through the details on that. But we're succeeding, actually. We have the mathematics. We have the examples. If you look at fractalfield.com slash propulsion, you see the examples why the Nazi bell and the monofluid, uh, why the uh, lithium niobate crystal was how you flew in Star Trek. <laughs> I think they call it working. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, go ahead. Now, I was just going to say, there's been no questions coming through, so you must have made everyone fall off their seats, I think, with all this uh, information overlaid. It's just, it's, um, it's amazing. Now, there's only one, one of three subjects we're talking about, really, isn't it? Well, there's frequency medicine, there's um, DNA, well, there's fractal field physics, which we've kind of covered, I guess. It's kind of merging with the, uh, merged with the, with the frequency medicine, the fractal field. You're, you're right. We haven't done much on the DNA stuff, and I have some fun pictures for that, too. Shall I dig those out here? Yes, please. Okay, so we said we were going to talk a little bit about the DNA story. I think I have the... The pretty, where did I put those pretty pictures? Just bear with me one moment here. Uh, How do you synchronize those two plasma signals? Are they from the same signal oh, source? Yeah, this, this is the, the picture I was looking for earlier. Yeah. Uh, of how the pine cones kiss noses accurately. So if you ask a conventional physics how phase conjugate optics works, this is the answer. Okay. And in their case, with phase conjugate optics, the lasers have to meet where the pine cones kiss there at angstrom level accuracy. But in, in lower frequencies, we have some choices. The three-dimensional graphic of what that looks like in 3D is called the Holy Grail. It's just a rotated golden spiral on that cone which then produces this kind of image here. Which... Choosing compassion carefully aligns the magnetic field donuts around the heart so that that nest dodeca icasa perfect embedding, self-not-self, squirting pineal pine cone through the speed of light into time, animals. intent creates the future and revolve. <laughs> so well, those are some old animations and some of them have soundtracks. So here yeah. is the golden ratio plotted on the Mandelbrot set. This gives you a little flavor. So golden ratio times cubed into the sixth power actually sets the boundary conditions in the classic Mandelbrot set, just to give you a visual suggestion about why golden ratio, by being self-similarity perfected, is in fact compression perfected, and is in fact defining fractality, so the only possible 3D fractal field. And this is the other slide, this is very old, but you see this, the golden ratio is the only progression that both adds and multiplies. You can take any two numbers and add, get the next, or any number multiplied by golden ratio is the next, and that's infinite. And so that infinite recursion optimized is infinite self-similarity optimized. Therefore, it defines perfect embedding. It defines perfect entanglement. It defines, defines perfect non-destructive compression and therefore gravity itself. But so we are looking for uh, DNA slides. 
So applying that to DNA, it, it will, the key is to understand the braiding algorithm DNA. The, obviously in the, in this, let's see if this animation will play. No, the animation is not playing. Hello, the animation. So it, uh, maybe if you uh, click play at the top, it'll play the whole page and maybe it's set up. Uh, I do it from here, but I can't. <laughs> uh, actually, well, it, what, one thing we could do is we could um, play that from the original. Yeah, at the top there, yes. Uh, been doing these lectures for so many years, you know, it's, but in, in the original, okay, here. So here, here's the, the sort of side view here. So this is the top down view of DNA and you see what's in the middle. This ratcheted dodecaness, which also is five cubes, which is the famous tilt angle of the chin of the Sphinx. Okay. And so that's the infant nest of dodecaecosa. We have a kit for that called a star mother kit. And Here's some more visuals on that, and you see the DNA view, and our, there's our star mother kit there. And this is the actual medical molecular model of the top-down view of DNA, which you see the, the pentodecasymmetry. And the animation we were looking for before, ah, yes, yes. <laughs> so so, so we, we took the uh, ratcheted dodeca down the helix. And by the way, the distance between the spaces on the ratchet are also golden ratio. And, so, and then if you braid the braid of the braid on the braid recursively with phase coherence, which later we proved by measurement is what the coherent heart does to DNA, which is how Bliss programs DNA by aligning the active sites to that perfected embedding, defining fractality, and defining the heart rate variability, a fractal heart is a healthy heart, by which the only way a doctor can directly measure mathematically how much immune system you have is how harmonic inclusiveness is your heart rate variability. So that harmonic inclusiveness def defines immune health in HRV study, the hottest subject in all of medicine for the same reason. And now we can go back to the rest of our DNA slides. So that, that long wave in the short wave braid embedding, recursive embedding is what's happening in DNA. So here's the short wave. There's the dodeca ratchet down the helix. And then you braid the thread into string, the string into rope, and the rope into very fat rope, and the plot thickens. <laughs> and DNA actually becomes visibly toroidal. There's all kinds of metaphors of how that looks in the Celtic knot theory and recursive turning inside out in the physics of Tantra. And in biophysics, you see the, what's called pelastration, non-destructive self-reentry, which not only defines awareness or consciousness, if you understand the symmetry of except for Bereshith in the Bible, but non-structural self-reentry is actually happening in DNA. And there are some photomicrographs of DNA in a torus actually imploding. And so that, but what we measured, and all those slides aren't right here handy, but we actually measured was that the presence of the zipper responsible to the recursive braid, the, the thickness of the braiding of DNA was an enzyme, you can measure it. Glenn Ryan did the study of my suggestion. And indeed, the amount of braiding in DNA increases dramatically in the presence of coherent EKG, which I am credited with inventing and defining. And so basically your heart sings and your DNA implodes. <laughs> it's called bliss. Gosh. Isn't that amazing? So this is uh, from the uh, physics literature. Nature magazine says the universe is dodeca and new scientist says it's fractal. It turns out they're both right because <laughs> that's how gravity is caused. Okay, so that, but that's so I don't have the images here from the from Glenn Ryan. So I could dig it out of the other slideshow. But basically, 
what Glenn Ryan measured, which was beautiful, he, he just measured how, how much of the enzyme responsible for the zipper in the brain of DNA. So DNA is, remember the center bond ladder rung of DNA is a hydrogen bond. That's the center of every codon. And I'm the one who proved that that is profoundly fractal. So that's the spark gap zipper up the core of DNA, which is we call a soul. And that implosion process is why you can make rain when you have bliss and do all this cool stuff. And we've actually measured bliss in the microwave with inside diphosphate. That's another story. Wow, <laughs> that was that. Uh, how in the experiments with the magnetic fields when they're using um, um, millitesslas uh, to uh, cause the embryos, um, the seeds to grow faster, did they use uh, equal and opposite fields or were they just in unidirectional fields? That's the right question. Um, I was there with the Cozy Mirror people installations in Belgium you know, they had military quality telepathy every time when they did it right. And that we now know that that tube they used was microwave coherent. And we knew how to perfect that now, actually. Krakow made a lot of the measurements. But anyway, you couldn't start until you measured the magnetic flux density of the Earth magnetic line cross. Which, by the way, we now know is the only way to have a burial ground, a cathedral, a labyrinth, even a successful therify install or successful birth and death. Because... At those magnetic line crosses, you get longitudinal embedding, which is DNA radio. And that's where we know that Kathy proved nuclear critical mass was so dramatically affected as well. So that was the beginning of understanding that what those magnetic line crosses are, we now know, thanks to Becker and Hagen, that the major magnetic Earth magnetic line crosses are dodeci, cosine, the Earth grid symmetry. And we know why, because they're phase constant. So enabling embedding in that longitudinal radio, those magnetic line crosses, yes, was the physical telepathy. And it's true that even the hundreds of people who report success in doing healing at a distance with Therify, plasma, longitudinal waves, always do better if they understand the physics, which is the Therify is going to work better if you put it in the magnetic line crosses. And oh, by the way, if you do it, sunrise and sunset works better. We know why, because of longitudinal embedding. Okay, but the fields, the fields are uniform. The lines are because the people are used to seeing field, uh, field lines using iron filings, but once they get within the field, they self-attract and clump. And so you get the lines, but the field itself is uniform. So the field lines around the globe would not be lines. Well, it's, it's a field, a, a uniform field. Well, I think the visualization would be a Kolodny standing wave sort of thing, but, uh, and I think the earth grid is profoundly uh, not quite homogeneous. We know the gravity field is the opposite of homogeneous. Uh, so, but, so there's tremendous differences in the magnetic flux density. And by the way, you need very accurate instrumentation to measure those nanoteslas because it ain't easy. Yeah. <laughs> but a good, dowser, a good dowser doesn't need those toys. But the bottom line is we now know why you need those magnetic line crosses, longitudinal embedding, which is basically how you engage DNA radio. And even if you want to, you know, shamanically project your plasma through the heart of the sun, start there. So if you want to live a long life, you keep away from those magnetic crosses. <laughs> no, 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 actually, um, the ancients were clear. First of all, this engages the subject of what is sacred space electrically. Remember when Karatkov followed the Kogi to where they could make phone calls to ancestors, he measured the fractality of the air. And later we correlated his measurements with our measurements. We can measure that also. Flameinmind.com has life force measure. We can measure those crosses as well by low power capacitive coupling power spectrum. At any rate, we can measure life force in a tree the same way. It's all there at flameinmind.com life force measure. So, uh, what Karatkov measured as fractality in the air, how you make phone calls to ancestors, is measured by harmonically inclusive capacitance, which is basically phase computation, the same thing. So 
What the ancestors knew was you did ritual and healing in the sacred space left, yes, but you never lived there. And that was called hormesis in modern research. And uh, we credit Lydia from Greece in, in studying this the physics of geopathics, that there is such a thing as too much. And there is such a thing as too much therify as well. <laughs> it's dehydration. And, you know, if you put the crown on the king and he's not sure, it's not, if you put a crown on a king, capacity imploding, he, his thoughts will run faster. And if he's angry, he will go insane faster. Well, we've, seen, we've seen that already. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed we have. This small planet, long way from downtown. <laughs> so, so the physics is that, you know, just like in the movie Powder, in order to survive in the center of lightning, the only thing you can do is think a shareable thought. Because DNA has been in the business of harvesting shareable thoughts for a couple billion years. It knows how. And that's how you prepare for death and bliss as well. So, yes, you, you do not, not want to live in the sacred space, but if you understand it, you can use it powerfully. Gosh. Okay, there's two down, one to go, <laughs> one subject. Um, we've caught, all of your subjects, are, you know, they're, they're, they're merged, that there are overlaps, but DNA mysteries, I think there's still a few gaps in that topic, which, we've, which I'd like to cover as well. Um, well, I see there's a question here from the chat window, Carmela. When science writes about the unknown junk DNA, in your thought, does junk DNA exist because of non-discovery? If so, um, I, I feel very strongly about that, uh, Carmela, actually, that there is no such thing as junk DNA. And the only reason that term was invented, because physics did not understand the book Grammatical Man, Information, Entropy, Language, and Life, Jeremy Campbell, which showed that context dependency was actually the grammar of DNA. In other words, the spacing is critical. So aligning the long wave spacing, so the long wave embeds the short wave so it can implode. And so what they called junk or non-reproducing DNA was serving an absolutely critical function, which is pro providing that jigsaw alignment of the long wave in the short for the spacing for the long wave phonon coherence to exist. So of course, if you don't know what a soul is and what the long wave is doing in DNA, you think it's junk. But if you, need a, if you know what a soul is, then damn it, you better not hack up that DNA unless you know. Which is precisely what scientists are doing, aren't they? They're, they're playing around exactly. with things they don't fully understand. I'm not saying that genetic engineering is evil, but I'm saying as long as you don't know why objects fall to the ground and you don't even know what DNA is for to enable you to project your plasma through the heart of the sun, then damn it, you shouldn't be hacking up DNA until you do know. <laughs> That's right. Carmela has been with me in lots of these summers. She's one of my long-time supporters. <laughs> Thank you, Carmela. Yes. Oh, so question. did we answer... Great. Did we answer your question about the mystery of DNA? Uh, well, yes and no. Um, there was a mystery of your DNA. There was, well, there was our Carmela's uh, mystery of DNA or her question, but my one is really like the origins of DNA and how we ended up, how we ended up, how, we, how why we are now. The, the article with all the graphics on DNA is at goldenmean.info slash DNA manifesto and also these PowerPoints. We also have at goldenmean.info slash PowerPoint, another one of these PowerPoints, just so you can see the visuals. But yes, it appears that DNA is used across the stars in many cultures, and it all has the same quality, that it's a collectivizing device, that the implosion that exists at the center of the DNA, which from the hydrogen all the way out to long wave bonding, particularly at the moment of bliss, creates amazing holy communion, actually. And so that's why, you know, when a thousand people or thousands of people die, suddenly you feel it dramatically. Or better example is when 
a million children sang the same song at the same time, 11 different times it was measured that had a dramatic effect reducing the number of solar flares. And that is a wonderful lesson. We could take out the graphics, but the lesson is very simple. The stars did not go to so much trouble to make DNA for no reason. No, no. We make something stars need. And the sooner we understand that, the better. We make a centripetal force that makes the starburst sustainable and lots more. And my Kundalini teacher, Ben Toss, talking about pendulum, he saw there through the heart of the sun. And, you know, we all, some of us, our shaman have had that experience. So, we make a centripetal force, and you start by steering tornadoes, including fire tornadoes, and eventually you steer a star, and then you grow it up. Until then, you're in kindergarten. Gosh. That's, How, a, that's the what, physics of bliss. <laughs> why, why are people so different from animals? Like, are we different from animals in any way? Well, essentially, I think we're becoming more broad spectral, so that uh, a human can probably withstand more bliss than an animal eventually. And the way that would be measured in how much centripetal force would be generated by their attention. So right. when, when Bill Tiller measured how centripetal focus human attention was, he should have checked the difference between a powerful shaman and someone who could not coherently emote. So growing up, in fact, literally, the definition of all empowerment is the ability to get centripetal or get dead, as we say. And so the more centripetal you are, the more, the bigger the tornado you can steer. The interesting thing is that's not selfish, because as soon as you discover the pure physics of how to make the wave at the center distributable or shareable, more waves jump into you and you get more centripetal. So literally, unselfishness makes you more powerful. Pure principle. Gosh. You've got a lot of information to absorb. It's, it's, um, it's hard to begin with questions or what you're saying because you say things on, on, as an aside, but it's just so much just information. There we go. There's the mountain, <laughs> mountain of information. That, uh, oh. Actually, the, the, book in, the book in Sufi is called Mount Analog. And in that book, you could only see the mountain toward bliss by the light of the green flash. And if you spend a lifetime studying the physics of what the green flash is, only visible at sunset on the perfect horizon, on the perfect seacoast, you understand the physics that color exists only because of phase conjugation. And you then know exactly what a green flash is and understand why that's the only way to see the mountain, Mount Analog in Sufi. <laughs> Gosh. Um, well, I've got a question going back to one of your very first slides as, as you're doing your 15-minute introduction, which was to do with the frequencies and the uh, frequencies that were there. Some of them are very low frequencies, and yes, yet you're saying that those were useful, but you're using them in conjunction with other frequencies and conjugation with the, with the waves joining each other and self-canceling. That's right. The creation of long so if, if you take phase conjugation and the equation exact integer exponents of golden ratio times Planck, you get a perfectly contiguous cascade from the wavelength of Planck, the smallest wave that physics has ever measured and divides evenly into every wave physics has ever measured. Therefore, clearly the only musical key signature of the universe and the same for a thousand light years in all directions, we're agreeing on something. <laughs> you, multiply that, you, you multiply that times simple powers of golden ratio very accurately and you get the shortest wave and the longest wave physics has ever measured. 
And it's by putting those in phase that you understand why conventional astrophysics now agrees the universe is dodecahedral and the universe is fractal. And many physicists already agree that fractality is the cause of gravity. They just didn't know that golden ratio is the cause of fractality, and therefore golden ratio is the cause of gravity and all negentropic centripetal forces like gravity, life force, consciousness. How do you put two different frequencies into phase? <laughs> well, there's a thousand ways to do that, and we could tell you digitally synthesis <laughs> a very complex wave. So we put a very complex wave in the low frequency cascade up to a couple thousand hertz, very complex, I don't know, 10 or 12 sort of harmonics, very accurately in phase. And then we accurately modulate and embed that very accurately in phase on the sub megahertz. And then we generate exactly two wave sets of that complex wave, 180 degrees precisely out of phase, defining phase conjugation, and feed that into the noble gas where then it's phase conjugated optically as well. So that's an introduction to physics. What noble gases we are using and what megahertz frequencies we're using, et cetera, that is proprietary, obviously. Oh. But the low frequencies, the, the, the low frequencies, exactly, you take the equation on the cover of my book, you can generate. Hmm. Wow, how interesting. This is really amazing. So you found that the, the gas type is important as well because in a, in a previous seminar, an expert was saying that the gas type was very important as well. Now, Royal Rife used pure helium in most of his tubes and the, the hearsay is that the, the, the tubes, you know, that, that gas could handle the bombardment best. So of course it's quite a light molecule. It, well, one needs to understand what makes a noble gas noble, which is the completion of the stellation of the DF subshell, which few people know is dodecaecosa. And that's why noble gases ideally are optical conjugators. So, and even some of the rare and expensive noble gases obviously do an even better job. <laughs> so, right. yes, it does. Oh, okay. Yes. okay. And so you'd want to have a mixture, but, but having a... Um a golden ratio mixture of, uh, of gases? Well, it, it would be more a matter of, t you, you know what frequency of light is emitted by the conjugate optic noble gas. And if you understand how to conjugate light colors accurately to the subphonon, you actually know what colors of light. For example, we now know, has, has been proven in physics very clearly, if you take the poisonous fluorescent light out of your children's classroom and install sunlight, you create attention span. It's dramatic, it's measurable. We now know what attention is. In fact, we even know why that creates attention, because it creates phase charge implosion. Non-destructive charge collapse is attention. So now we know what colors of light precisely we need to conjugate accurately all the way down to Planck. For example, photosynthesis, only two narrow peaks. Green is poison of photosynthesis. That's why everything, every plant you see is green. So that gives you a hint of how you would tune your optics. You say green is poisonous for... That's right. Every, every, uh, we didn't, so th this could be maybe one of our concluding slides here. But if you look at the physics of the, of the existence of color, let's see, where's that slide? That if you take the, um, the graph of the frequencies that enable, oh, here, I even have the slide. And I have the slide in English or French. I'm gonna guess which one you'd like. How did you know I knew French? Je parle français comme un vache. No, I, my French is very, very poor. But I just want, this is sort of a closing thought. But you know, for example, well proven that when Tibetan saints die, it causes rainbows. I'm here, that's proven, no one can argue. 
but I'm here to explain the physics of why it happens. So here, is, here are the frequencies that enable photosynthesis. Notice, photosynthesis is very, very sharp, narrow peaks in the purple and orange. 427691 nanometers. Mm -hmm. And if you exactly multiply golden ratio terms Planck, you now know why photosynthesis exists. I understand. Yes. Because it's phase conjugate negentropic charge class. Mm -hmm. Whereas the green actively prevents photosynthesis from happening, which is why every plant spits out green. You look around, you see green because that that tilt angle of the photon is obviously poisonous to photosynthesis. Now here is why. Here's the graph on the other side. So what we also know is that color is only perceived in the cone of the eye. And if you're an electrical engineer like me, you should know that a cone can only be used as an antenna to measure one thing, that's the tilt or phase angle. And you know also that photons, like everything in physics, as plasma travels only toroidally. So photons are a donut. So from 440 to 880 angstroms, roughly the visible spectrum is more accurately about 350 to 700 angstroms, from red to what's called ultra red is exactly one octave, which is one, one figure eight toroid, right? So if you take that frequency distance, and now we know that the, the colors of photosynthesis here, purple and orange are phase conjugate angles. If you take the 45 and 90 degree phase angles from zero to 180, you get orange, green, and purple. And the only other two angles you get and to have the entire rainbow are 63 and 117 degrees. And you should recognize that if you take the infinite stellar Cosa, we call a star mother, the angle of that face is 63 inside and 117 outside. That's the face of a pentodeca, meaning that the photons were tilted in the angles making phase conjugation, and that is the reason color exists. Once you know that, then you see here that green is exactly a 90 degree phase tilt of the photon as a torus. So if I put the green here, yes. I act actively calibrate. So when you see green, it means the photon hit the cone of your eye at a 90 degree tilt called negative green, meaning opposite to conjugate, meaning cubic. And if you understand cubic symmetry relations, great octave harmonics only, which are maximum destructive wave interference, which is the opposite of implosion and the opposite of fractality. And so it is a big mistake to say that tetrahedron stellation is a fractal, for example, because it's opposite to compressibility. But that's an introduction to the physics of color and what colors are healing. So now you can pick your colors exactly. And you know, right? And now you know why Tibetan saints cause rainbows to happen because they add centripetal force when they die. Gosh. Is it centripetal force being released when they die or? Well, you know, as Ray Moody so helpfully showed that um, death experiences are electrically contagious. All the surgeons have now confirmed. They see the same thing. And what's important to know is why is death electrically contagious? Because successful death requires an electric black hole. So if you interview a couple hundred near-death experiences and ask them the map to dying, they say uh, they saw lattice cobweb tunnel spirals. Heinrich Cuvé form constants. It's a map to successful death. Well, the reason that death is, has a specific geometry is because your DNA has to do exactly those braid operations to implode and phase conjugate, and that's what squirts your memory through the speed of light into the longitudinal called ancestral memory. So you can design the electric environment for successful death, and we should be doing that, really. Oh, yeah, slowly.
So I know. There's one last question before we go. Another one from yeah. Kamala. Kamala's from New Zealand, by the way. That's why she comes up with such brilliant questions. Are the color pink and orange here on Earth and also in New Zealand? Uh, any thoughts on that? <laughs> Sorry. Well, well, yeah. You know, orange is beautifully in the photosynthesis uh, bingo, so that's uh, pretty clear. Yeah. Um, and the pink, you know, <laughs> the pink is, by the way, one of the colors that we use very successfully in Therify uh, plasma emission. But pink also is that is that transition from red to purple, and in, on that path from red to purple, you have all the you have all the healing, for example, the deep purple of the well, a gothic cathedral windows, etc. So there's lots of stories there. The way you make the glass to make the perfect color is you vaporize platinum group metals into the meteoritic glass, which is how the Kaaba stone and the Philosopher's stone happen. It's called a phase conjugate dielectric. I was going to ask that because the, if you drive plasma differently, then the color changes. Like um, pink is predominant, yes. argon is a pink, if you like. It's a very nice gas to work with. And, but it yes. changes color if you drive it hard quite, quite significantly. That's right. And, and that would be leaping to another quantum state. And yes. uh, if, if we understand the physics well here, that, that that's tunable and we should do it right. And we, we definitely are moving in that direction. Okay. We're okay. pretty close to Rome, I think, in our therapy. Exactly. Well, that's, that, that concludes our summer. I, this, this is my first summer. I don't really know how to conclude it because this, there's just been so much information I cannot summarize. If you've watched this video from beginning to end, you'll understand why. Then, but just to say at fractalfield.com, my newest book, Origin of Biologic Negentropy, it's available on Amazon, it's available in print, et cetera, et cetera, it's in third printing. But newly now at fractalfield.com, if you click on my new book, the PDF complete in color is free. So there you go, it's all free. I was just going to ask you, are there any links that you should give us before we leave? <laughs> You've done it already. Well, You're a thinking man. How do you sleep at night with all these ideas and things flashing through your mind, conjugating within your mind? <laughs> it, it's all about non-destructive charge collapse. But, you know, there's dozens of links. We have dozens. But the, all the links are at fractalfield.com on top. So there you must you. have a thousand links on there. They're all your sites. Including the biofeedback, that flame in mind brainwave biofeedback app for Bliss is so powerful. It's fabulous. It's not even expensive. It's fun, guys. Try it. Call me up anytime. Blessings. Support this man, everybody. (laughs) He's at the forefront of science. So go to his sites. Have a look at what he's done. Try and try and understand it because it's 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 really really complex. As you've seen here, it's hard to understand. John, I just want to say that I enjoyed meeting you personally, and I'd be pleased to chat more with you most any time. I'm sorry you have to run now, but I'd really be pleased to, to, to be with you again. Thank you, John, really. Thank you, Dan, for being on our show. Dan Walker, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.